What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Clinch Podcast. If you don't know already, my name is Shay, and I am just a fan. A bit of a crazy one, like I usually usually warn you about in the beginning of my episodes. I'm a bit of a crazy fan. <laughs> so all my opinions and all my views, all this content is just based on a fan's perspective. I'm not a professional. So don't take what I say too literally. Don't take it to the heart. Don't get buffered. We don't like that on this podcast. We don't like soft people. We don't like soy boys. So... <laughs> If you're just here and you're just going to be mad, then don't listen. I'm looking at you, Matthew underscore whatever from Instagram. You suck, by the way. Anyways, (laughs) to get to the actual podcast, we're going to stop bullying. Uh, We are going to be going over UFC Vegas 25. I thought that it was a brilliantly fun night of fights. I don't really have a lot of, you know, gripes or anything. It was a fun night. I was really looking forward to it all day. Um, you know, maybe this is like too personal or whatever, but I um I was working that day um and I got up super 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 early and Literally, even though I was exhausted just the whole day um, while I was doing overtime, I just couldn't wait to get home, take a nap, (laughs) and watch the fights. That's all I wanted to do because it just seemed like such a fun night of fights. So the first fight I wanted to go ahead and jump into is uh, Mana Martinez versus Guido Canetti. Uh, Great kicks to open up with for Canetti. Just brilliant, brilliant kicks. Uh, Martinez with the counter combinations was really nicely done in that first round and towards the end of rounds of round two it really picked up even more so than it did in the first round um with with Martinez dazing Canetti a bit in that second round uh, these fights are free so I'm pretty sure you can go back and easily access the re uh, the rewatch <laughs> you could easily access the the fights themselves i think they if you have espn plus i believe they break it up episode by episode episode by episode they break it up fight by fight um and then they have like one that's the whole event or one that's like all the prelims and then the main event but i would recommend going back and just watching that fight um just to see the progression in that because that's something that caught my eye is how you know it seemed to pick up in the first round but within the second round it just like exponentially uh, picked up so it was a really really fun fight to watch i was very emotional um with his win and i and i'm you know sure that he made his coach so proud i know that that was something his coach's death was something that he you know obviously really struggled with so for him to go out there and win you know regardless of what people think like how the fight should have went in their opinions or whatever I think that either way his coach would have been so proud and I think that was definitely a special moment for him so I'm really really happy for him moving on to the Jamal Emmers versus Pat Sabatini fight 
Um, not much to say about that one, but just a notable part was when Jamal did end up setting Pat pretty early. Um, but then he ended up just getting really overzealous, and obviously that cost him the fight, you know, not taking anything away from Pat because he definitely did what he needed to do, and he capitalized on it, on, you know, Jamal's overzealous style, I guess, towards the, towards that part of the round. So congrats to him for, you know, being able to do that and stuff. Like I said, not much to say about that fight, but I like to point out the things that, you know, catch my eye in these fights and, you know, what, what fighters maybe do in a certain moment that, you know, maybe they will look back on and wish they hadn't done it and just stuff like that. It just, I feel like it makes you a more connected fan. You all, you all know my little spiel. <laughs> so moving on to uh, JJ Aldrich versus Vanessa Demopoulos. And I loved JJ in that fight. And I've been a fan of hers before. You know, she didn't come out as strong in her start with the UFC as I thought she would. But, oh, did you guys hear that? Then I thought she would. <laughs> but, um, you know, she really killed it in this fight. She looked so sharp. She looked so, you know, focused and just honed in on Vanessa, which, you know, isn't necessarily something that she didn't do in prior fights, but she was able to really tie everything together, I guess, is the description I'm looking for. She was able to take all those things in her previous fights that maybe she didn't do so well and just string them all together to work in her favor. I also think it's worth noting though that Demopolis usually uh, competes at 115 and from what I heard, I heard that from Michael Bisping. <laughs> so I, I mean not that he would be wrong but I believe that's what I heard him say. Um, but she has a really solid chin, you know, because JJ was hitting her with a couple really heavy shots, especially towards the end of round two. So even though, you know, it's, she fought at a heavier weight than she usually does, you know, she still has a great, a great chin for the weight class, um, to be able to withstand that kind of striking. Exciting fight for me. I'm not sure about you guys, but I had fun watching that one. And next, after that, we have, uh, just... Justin Jacoby. <laughs> Justin Jacoby versus Darren Stewart, the English Tyron Woodley. <laughs> um, high pace from the beginning. I mean, it was a great, great pace. I was a bit surprised that Jacoby was able to pull that off uh, like against Darren just because of how Darren like started off in the fight. And, you know, it just goes to show you that you really just don't know <laughs> how these fights are going to go. Honestly, I mean, some a fight can start and up until the very last minute of the third round, you know, can, you know, just change at the drop of a hat. Like, you know, a fighter lands a perfectly timed shot or, you know, catches them in just like a perfectly executed submission and, you know, it could just change it, you know, the drop of a dime. And, you know, I, it got, the, all of that, <laughs> it got me thinking, you know, just about how, you know, the most shocks and the most wows in a fight usually come from round one. And I think largely that has to do with, you know, that both fighters are fresh. 
they're hungry, they're ready to go. I mean, they, they haven't been sweating and, you know, throwing, you know, heavy shots and, you know, just uh, expending energy for two or three rounds. Like, this is the first few minutes and this is really where they, you know, start off with their game plan, right? Like, game plans matter less the longer the fights go, in my opinion, just because at that point you do not know what your opponent's going to do. You, you know, you don't really, I mean, I guess in a certain extent you can kind of pick up on your opponent's uh, game plan by that time and you can counter it. But then again, that just means that your game plan has to change. So in the very first round, especially in the first few minutes, that's when fighters are able to start with the game plan that they went in there with, right? So let's say they go in there and they plan to take him down. A fighter is not going to wait. They're going to just be like, okay, I'm going to wait until the third round. That's when I'm going to take him down. No, they're going to want to implement those things in the very first round, in the very first few minutes, if that's their game plan. So that's why I think it really supports the fact that all these shocking moments, all these, all these insane, like memorable knockouts and memorable submissions are often in the first round or super early in the fight is, you know, because the fighters are fresh and hungry. Like I said, I don't want to repeat myself, but, um, you get the point. And maybe that's just because, you know, there are the wow, the wow moments are so, grand (laughs) and and all these memorable things like you know if you know the the angry irishman you know we try not to say same on this podcast but you know you gotta give you gotta give kudos where kudos is deserved you know all his wow moments that have happened and you know within a few seconds they're so big they're like larger than life so of course it's gonna seem to me that there are more wow moments in the first round than any other round you know I would like to see that statistic on paper um maybe I'll do that next time and just kind of do like (laughs) fighter wow moment math uh let me know if that's something you want to do or if it's lame so I could do it next time (laughs) um but yeah just a great great fight from these guys and Jacoby definitely has my attention (laughs) so the next fight is or was Sam Alvey versus Wellington Tarman. So I mean I I love Sam Alvey. A lot of people, especially from what I saw on MMA Twitter, is you know they don't they don't really like him and you know they don't really they're not a fan of his pace, they're not a fan of his style, which you know I I guess I can, you know, I mean I respect how they feel, but I I feel quite the opposite. I feel like he just makes you feel good. Like, you know, there's no quit in him. You know, he's just a fighter that he comes out there. You see his his little promos and all that stuff. And it just makes you feel really good, at least for me. So, of course, I was excited for this fight. And, you know, I was able to see how he performed against a guy like Wellington. And I didn't really hear uh, Wellington Terman before. But obviously, is my attention now, too. You know, there's something about him that I don't quite vibe with. <laughs> I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I think it's more than the fact that I was rooting for Sam. 
And I don't really think that's a factor because, you know, I could think a fighter is great even if he's going against the person that I'm rooting for. Um, maybe it had something to do with, like, the eye pokes. That was just really off-putting. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But <laughs> regardless, I, I think it was a cool fight. I loved it despite, like, all the interruptions and stuff. And I loved how Sam was able to perform. And I know he isn't like a super no, Nova level, you know, performer or fighter, but I just personally love his style and the grittiness he brings <laughs> and just how it shows how he is able to show his experience when he's in there. I mean, he's a veteran for sure. And, you know, I do, I know at the end he was, you know, protesting a bit and just saying stuff about the judges that I completely agree with. I mean, I agree the judges are shitty. You know, I don't blame him for reacting the way he did. Did I think that he won the fight? <laughs> Not necessarily, no. Um, I think there are other fighters who, you know, would, would have been more right to protest like he did. But, I mean, he's not necessarily wrong. I mean, the judges, they they suck, period. <laughs> so, whatever, moving on. Um, we have not a lot to say about... Mahmoud uh, Muradov <laughs> versus Gerald Mearchart. So, I mean, all I really had to say was it was an incredible performance by Gerald. I mean, I I missed his beard. I don't know why that was gone, but <laughs> I think it was cool um, to see him perform like that. I mean, he's, he's exciting. He's another one who's really exciting for you know, me to watch. So it was a pleasure seeing that fight. Not much to say, obviously, but you know, it was, it was good stuff. You know, we, we like good stuff. <laughs> so after that fight, the, well, I guess not the fight after, but the one I wanted to talk to talk about next is the Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez fight. So I think worth noting is that, you know, Lee did look a bit smaller compared to Daniel, but he did look sturdier, which I think is really important, obviously, and this fight didn't turn out for him. But in fights going forward, I think that is something worth noting just because if he is smaller compared to the other guys in that weight class, at least he would be better able to withstand, if that makes sense. Um, one of the few fighters who can wrestle in a way that I think is fun and in a way that I don't mind watching, that keeps me entertained. You know, I love Kevin Lee. I'm so sad that he lost. Also really happy that Daniel won. I'm obviously you guys know I'm that kind of person. <laughs> you know, I'm not one of those people that, you know, just always wants one person to win or, you know, always has a pick. I don't. I sometimes I just either hope for a double knockout or I just want a good time. I just want to be there for a good time and see a good fight, which is most of the time. I just want to see good stuff. <laughs> so, um, that's what I got from that fight. And hopefully, you know, Kevin is able to redeem himself. <laughs> Dana, I'm looking at you, boy. <laughs> um, let's see what we have next. Okay, so Ricky Tertius, Tertius versus Brady Highstand. So first, you know, I wanted to just mention these guys looked 
just absolutely starving. They just looked so hungry to win. And I love just seeing fights like that because the tenacity that just comes out of these fights. It, you know, I'm not saying that guys who aren't hungry or guys who have made a name for themselves, you know, they don't fight tenaciously. Absolutely, they do. But, you know, there are just a few different variations of tenacity. You know, one where you're kind of dependent on it and one where that's just your character and that's just your persona. And when you have two different men who are sharing that tenacity or they have that in common, you know, you got to fight like this fight where the energy level is just so high and it's so chaotic and it just captivates you. I mean, that's, that's how I feel about the fight. And that's definitely one that I'll go back and watch. And I suggest you do too, if you have ESPN plus. Um, so after we have something that kind of made me sad, but you know, still ended up being kind of a good thing. And that is the fight between Brian Battle versus Gilbert Urbina. So I wanted Trace Sean to compete so bad. I mean, from the beginning, I just, there was just something about him that I just knew was there and could pull this off. And, you know, unfortunately, injuries happen in, in this kind of sport. So obviously it wasn't able to happen, which is sad and it sucks but we ended up getting you know a pretty good fight still from it you know he he should be getting a second chance from what i heard from dana so dana better give him a second chance or else i'm just kidding um <laughs> they're they're both so talented and you know just so humble urbina does does look a little small for middleweight but you know, he is really explosive and at the same time, you know, a bit overzealous. And I say that word all the time, but you guys have to understand like that, you know, that is a great term, <laughs> you know, to describe some of these fighters, especially the newer ones, you know, because they are so hungry that sometimes they forget to refine a, a piece of that tenacity so that it is more calculated than a I guess desperate but you know desperate like I don't want you guys to think I'm using that in a negative connotation I mean obviously if this is your goal you're going to be desperate to get it but I just mean like stylistically if that makes sense um Brian really was able to pick it up towards the end of round two his submission was just so smooth it was and the transition and everything was just absolutely just smooth and it, it exposed, exposed Urbina's weak spot. And, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that negatively either. I just mean, I mean, you know, these two guys are going out there and they're trying to win this competition, right? So their job is to expose one another. And I think it takes a very intelligent fighter to be able to expose that, but also a good fighter on the, on the flip side you know, to be able to fight so hard to not be exposed, you know, I'm, I mean, on Urbina's end. And it is unfortunate, but I mean, great, great, great fight. And I can't wait to see who Sean is booked to fight next. I mean, hopefully it is Brian Battle. That would be the correct fight to make. But I mean, I'm just ready to see Sean in there. 
Um, he more than deserves it. What, what a what a cool dude. He just seems like such a cool dude. Um, so for the final fight, we have Ed, Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze. And, you know, it didn't really pick up and go from the start like I thought it would. But, you know, just great speed and accuracy from both of these men. Though Chikaze had some issues finding his range in that first round, you know, he was able to find it, you know, towards the, you know, towards the end, getting in the second. And, you know, once he was able to find his range, you know, the, the classic Giga style just gave Edson so many issues keeping up and formulating counters. I mean, Giga just, you know, he's like a painter. <laughs> he's like a martial arts painter, right? He just, like, his his movements are his brushstrokes. And I know that's so corny, but it's like the, you know, the first thing that popped into my head. You know, you can't really predict what he's doing next. And his, his style is so unconventional, you know, that that in itself makes it difficult to keep up with. But once it's unconventional and he makes it so smooth, like it's textbook, that just makes it even harder for a fighter to be able to formulate a counter or to be able to keep up mentally and, you know, obviously physically, you know, but to be able to adjust your game plan against someone like Giga is just, <laughs> I can't imagine how difficult it must be. You know, I could, I couldn't imagine how difficult it must be period to have a hard time adjusting when you're in an actual fight, let alone against someone like Giga. And Giga's, ability to just follow up even in moments where he isn't balanced and maybe doesn't look so smooth is really something to admire because I mean have you ever you know been in the midst of falling and you know you're just you know you're panicking or you know nothing is in reach and you're just trying to grasp at something to hold on to to brace yourself you know when you're standing up straight you know you could just grab whatever handles you want you know you're standing up straight you grab the door handle you know you grab the counter grab the chair when you're falling it's a whole different pace it's a whole different story and when you're an athlete and you're compet competing <laughs> when you're competing against your opponent your component component oh my gosh <laughs> your opponent is worse than a counter to grab onto it's worse than a door handle to grab onto because they're moving also you know so to be able to land with accuracy and to be able to counter and follow up even on your initial combination when you're not balanced is like i said just something to admire and just something to really look at to appreciate the sport even better that fighters are even able to to do this kind of thing it's so mesmerizing um, you know, and also Edson is a soldier. <laughs> I mean, nothing to take away from him. And I, I do think that, you know, it was the right call. I do I do think that the fight ended the way that it should have. I mean, just imagine being that deep in with a guy who's fighting like he's falling off a cliff and is beating the mountain's ass on his way down. I mean... <laughs> That just must be exhausting to keep up with. And I'm not saying that Edson isn't able to do that. I'm just saying, you know, how much longer could he have dealt with that, you know? 
um, when he when he was telling Edson, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. You guys know how I am. I'm such a step. I was like, oh, you're so sweet, little baby. <laughs> so I mean, just cute moments like that, and you know, good sportsmanship moments like that. I'm sorry to the guys who listen to my podcast. You guys are super troopers because I'm. I'm such a, like, mom fan. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh, you sweet little baby. Um, so thank you for bearing with me with that. But overall, just a great, great night of fights. And the Giga fight definitely talked it off for me. I can't wait to see Sean, you know, compete as an actual UFC fighter, you know, to fight under the banner and get that opportunity. He more than deserves it. I, I pray that he heals super quickly and you know for everyone else that put on a performance that night i mean thank you i mean i'm not sure if any of you are listening but (laughs) you know if you know by the off chance you are you know you guys are the bomb thank you so much for putting on shows for fans like me and giving us something to obsess over (laughs) and just just giving us a beautiful show um, next week, I think I'm going to implement something that I have been wanting to talk about for a while. And I don't want to give it away <laughs> because that'll just spoil it. But um, ultimately, like I said, just a great night of fights. Thank you guys again for listening. I know it's a shorter episode today, so I'm going to let you go early. <laughs> You're out of class early. Uh, Thank you guys so much again for listening, and I will catch you next time.